What is up? We're back. It's the Laptop <laughs> Empires podcast. I'm so freaking pumped. I'm bringing yeah, the energy awesome. before 8 a.m. Yeah, you can tell we both just went on vacation. <laughs> I've had like only three sips of coffee. It's not the caffeine. I'm just really oh, freaking excited. Dude, let me tell you, I, like, since I came back from Italy, I swear I've woken up at like 4.30 or 5 a.m. every morning and I'm just up. Like, I don't know if it's a jet lag weird thing. I'm just up. I'm, I'm ready. Dude, I, I've been doing the same thing. Like, and maybe the first few days I was actually up at like 3 a.m. And so it was like, I was getting ready to take Cooper to school and it was like, I'm done for the day. This is the best thing ever. Yeah. So we need to take advantage of that and like get some recording done and get ahead again, because here we are. It's, you know, what is it? Tuesday. So the first yeah, week to go back, it's Tuesday and we're recording again because we ran out of episodes because we only recorded a month's worth. Yeah, but we had a month, but that's the thing. We had a month recorded. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a good yeah. thing. Like I feel like we're, we're starting to get this thing figured out a little bit. But now let's do that. But for regular times, <laughs> that way we can just stay ahead of it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good, that's probably a good plan. I hear all these stories about people that are like two or three, four months ahead and I like, it just, I feel like it takes a long time to do that because I, I've been in business for like three going on four years now and I've never been able to figure that out until now. You know what I mean? Like oh. it's just, I've never, it's like I've never been able to actually get ahead with anything in my life. It's about to go down. Like the minute, know. the yes. minute the holidays roll around, like by the end of this year, like that's our fault. We're, we're going to be ahead. It's going to happen because yeah. we don't have like, we're not doing big projects right now, which means yeah. all of that energy your corals like nothing else new and it's like okay fine we're not gonna do anything else new but we're gonna probably work just as hard on like the easy stuff and get way ahead yeah that poor our poor wives they just don't so but i mean it's all good this all goes to the topics i'm gonna try to segue here you know we intro us lead us in so we've been so october was a crazy month for us like in a good way because you took off two weeks at the beginning of october and then came back. i straight up didn't work in October. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm like, last, like a couple days. days. Yeah. Yeah. I worked at, at the beginning and then it was like everything. Cause you went to France and then while you were at France, like I was in France, I was trying to like get everything ready. Cause we were going to Italy right after that. And so, you know, really it's like October yesterday, October 29th. I, I mean, dude, I still have the apps are still deleted on my phone. Like I can't even get to my yeah. email from my phone anymore. I deleted all my apps, like everything. I was totally, totally done. I've never been able to do that in my career before. And I know that yeah. for you, it was the first time you've ever really unplugged. So yeah. I think this is important to talk about because I came back, like I feel so motivated and ready to go right now. And I'm like in a, such a good place. And uh, it's the first time in, since I've been self-employed. <laughs> I felt like I was like yeah. in that really good place. Um, so, so, to, so to clarify, 
since he didn't actually say the topic. Oh, geez, We're going to talk about the things you need to have in place to take time off from your business. Yeah. Now, the sorry. caveat is... This is why I take, don't intro anything. <laughs> the caveat intro. To take time off from your business and have it still make you money, right? Yeah. So we... That part's important. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, we literally, we went to FinCon. What was that? End of September, beginning of October. And then I left that first week. So I was gone for like two weeks, came home. You went to Italy. I got the plague and didn't work for a week. (laughs) And then, you know, you're back. And I worked a little bit. I worked last week. But so we had all this time off, but both of my businesses still made money. I mean, you know, like mine did well. And, uh, Nothing fell apart. You know, there were no issues that I know of unless like my team just didn't tell me about them. But, like everything yeah. was fine. And it was the first time, man, it's the first time that I, I was able to go on vacation and internet sucked anyways in Italy. Like, you know, it just was not very great, but it was the but first But everything time. else was awesome. Yeah. Pizza, wine, you know, like everything was great, but it was just like, I didn't even, there were days where I didn't think about the business at all. And like well, Coral and I had this rule. Well, she had this rule for me. I don't get to make up the rules, but it was basically like, if I started talking about business, she would be like, no, we're not talking about business, which is a good thing. Cause like, I'll just go off. I get so excited about all the stuff that we do yeah. where I'll just start talking about it. And she'll be like, no, we're not doing that. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll talk about pizza and wine again. Like, I don't, you know, what else am I supposed I, to talk about? I straight up did not think about business for the first, like the first week And then one night at dinner, Katie actually brought it up and she got me all amped the hell up. I don't know. I think you started messaging me. They got all amped up. And so like that night, like I'm sitting, we actually had internet and I'm like on my iPad and I was just reading about football and stuff. And the only like communication, I didn't check emails, didn't do anything. But the one night I'm like on messenger with Bobby, I was just so amped. (laughs) Um, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, why are you talking to me about business? Yeah. But it's like one in the morning in France and whatever for you. And I'm just like, let's go. (laughs) I was so pumped. So, so let's talk about this though, because I think you and I have had these conversations outside of the podcast where it's like, you know, early on in our careers when it was just, we were solopreneurs and we were just, it was just us, you know, we kind of took vacations. Like I've taken a lot of vacations over the past three years. We've been to like, yeah. well, I've been to like Jamaica and St. Lucia, like but all these like places. stressful as hell. Yeah. It was like the, I remember the first, man, the first vacation when I was a solopreneur was, I think it was Jamaica we went to. And it was horrible. And it was just like, I, the, I, I thought about the business the entire time. I had to have internet. Like I still had to do work like with this crappy Jamaican yeah. internet. Um, and it was just like, uh, this is, this is the worst, but I guess this is just my life now. I, Cause like as an entrepreneur, you get into that mode where you're just like, well, I guess this is just it. Like I'm just going to work for the rest of my life and never take a, take a break. Yeah. Well, so you have- and it's, it's two things. Like one, it's, you don't know how to like, take care of clients or take care of the business or whatever when you're not there early on. But the other part is, is that like when you do this, when you have a business, it is always on your mind, always on your mind. And it's very, very difficult. I mean, it took me, you know, touring around Paris to stop thinking about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like I had to totally get distracted. Like there has to be something big going on. You know, this weekend, you you came up to my 
in-laws place in the country for Mason's first birthday party. And Mm. like, I was able to not think about it. Now you and I had our moments where we're like (laughs) drinking wine, like just kind of shooting the shit, talking about it a little bit. But for the most part, like I was not, I was kind of in the moment. I wasn't thinking about it, you know, but like it takes something big to get it off of your mind. So I think, I think that's kind of the, the big struggles. It's not just like, can you unplug, but it's like, can you stop thinking about it? Like, can you mentally unplug? There's both. So we'll, we'll dive into all that. Yeah. It's interesting. This, this vacation, this is just maybe a tip for, for people that are looking to be able to unplug. Typically Coral and I went on beach vacations where we just sit around and like that, that was always something that was appealing to me. Cause I was like, okay, you know, I want to sit, I just want to unplug and not think about anything. But when you're not mm-hmm. doing a whole lot, like you, your mind starts to wander, you know, like I'm not somebody that can just sit there and like not think, but well, you vac- go on beach vacations and get tons of ideas. Yeah, that's true. And it, yeah, I mean, it's like, I should probably go to those like as a, as a way to grow my business instead of <laughs> like take a, right. take a break. But the Italy vacation, I mean, Coral planned it and it was like every day we were waking up and we were getting out at eight and we weren't getting back until 10 and we were looking at like, we saw like 500 things a day. And that really helped like having this really like action packed vacation of like seeing all these different things. That was like, that, that was what allowed me to just stop thinking about business completely. So that was, I don't know, that would be one tip if you're going to go on vacation. Yeah. Well, and let's, let's, I want to talk about something really quick. Let's talk about the girls, right? So I think as an entrepreneur, especially if you're married, like, and you know, I think there's a lot of people that are single that are drawn to the entrepreneurship space. It fits that lifestyle a little bit better, but if you're married and you're doing this, like, one, your spouse is probably a saint for putting up with you and the yeah. roller coaster ride that this is. But it's really good to go and have like a nice trip and to unplug for them and for you, for both of you. Like it's needed. And and for Katie and I, not only was this, it's I've I've gone on vacations and unplugged. Like we've been doing a much better job. I feel like every vacation we've taken since we started working together we've done better because we're working at it. But like this one where we totally unplugged both of us. But then on top of that, like for me, it was the first time my wife and I had gone on a trip together without kids. And in honestly, we've gone on one. So Cooper is three and a half. We went on one trip for our anniversary. We went for a weekend. So in a three and a half year period, it was the first time and we needed it, you know, like it wasn't just that I needed a break from business. Like we needed an opportunity to go like date again over right. in Europe. <laughs> like, like we had to go to Europe to make that happen. And a big thing that came away from that is like my wife, who's never wanted to hire a babysitter. We're finally like, I finally was like, we need to get a babysitter and we need to go out like once or twice a month and just go out and hang out together. Cause we don't really do that anymore because we're either in work mode or we're in mommy daddy mode. And so I think it's important to take that time off and to figure out how to take that time off just for your relationships, your family, your spouse, like your friends, whatever. Like you can't sacrifice your relationships for the business and be a happy individual. Like money is not going to replace the, the, the relationships. That's true. It's funny. There's a logic song. I can't remember what the song is, but there's a logic song. And the whole song is him just talking about that. Like, it's like this, it's like him basically going through his life 
as if he didn't care about his family and he only cared about his business. And he's like talking about how it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do the birthday party with their son later, but I'm trying to make money so he can have a better life. And like, he just goes through every step. Like I'll, you know, I'll spend time with you later, but I'm trying to build my business now. So, you know, like I'm trying to make it better for us later. And then at the end of the song, he gets to the, you know, he's on his deathbed and he's like, man, I was such an idiot. Like I should have, I should have not done that. I should have thought about the, you know, what's the point of having, I think he said like 50 million in the bank. If you know, you're going to die and you didn't spend the entire time with your family or as much time as you could. So I think that's something that as an entrepreneur, you know, you just, you struggle with that because the, the business is like your baby and it's, it's a, it's a tough balance, man. Like, because there's times yeah. like, like I, I do that there, there are times, you know, I've had conversations with my family where, you know, I'm like, Hey, the, the kid is one right now. Like he's not going to yeah. remember this. Like I want to be there now when he's three and, yeah. and, you know, and, but it's a tough balance. Like you need to, sometimes you got to do the extra and get the work done, but you got to be there too. So we veered a little bit, but that's all right. I, I just, I think it's, I think it's an important thing to consider in this that maybe people aren't going to talk about. Well, I mean, should we talk about how we were able to actually unplug? You know yeah. I mean? Let's, like, let's, let's dig into that. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, you go ahead and kick us off. Well, okay. So this, so like I said, this is the first time I could ever unplug and my business is a lot different. It's changed a lot this year because I've I hired a lot of people this year. Whereas I was a solopreneur before, but for me, it was all about trying to automate all the things that, you know, that I can hand off to somebody else, like trying to give all the things that I can, that I don't have to do anymore. I'm trying to give those to other people. And that's been, we've talked about that in previous episodes. That's been kind of a struggle. I think it's a struggle, struggle for any entrepreneur. You're said than um, done. Yeah. Cause it's, you got to give away control of, of your business. But I just went through and I was like, okay, you know, I don't need to do blog posts. I don't need to actually post the blogs on millennial money man anymore. I, every dude, it's so funny now. Like I was telling Coral last night, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Thursday, later on, like I would wake up and I'd be stressed out because I was like, crap, I gotta get a a post out this morning. And I'd spend like two hours, like editing the post and like getting it all out and then creating an email and sending it. And then I just like, we were talking one day and I was like, why am I still doing that? Like I shouldn't be doing that anymore. And it's not something that's that hard to give to somebody else. And so that's what I've got Ariel, my editor, she's, uh, she edits the post now. She gives them to Rachel, my assistant. Rachel puts them mm-hmm. in into the site and, and audit, you know, selects the pictures and everything. And, and that was something that I kind of tested out for the two weeks that you were gone in France right. to make sure it all worked. And then Mel was handling the emails. And so it was like I had all of them kind of working together. And you know we did it for two weeks and it worked. And so then when I left, it, like that whole process was good, you know, and it's just, it's just been, it's the biggest part for me has just been, you know, kind of letting go of the ego part of it and and like just giving stuff to other people and saying, Hey, you know, I, there are other people that can do this just as well as me. Like I'm not some kind of genius blog post into a freaking website, you know? And then here's something I always tell this to people because I have, you know, I have coaching clients that, you know, hire me to like help them implement the systems and build the teams and that kind of stuff. And one of the things I always tell them is it's, it's not just the things that they can do just as well as you. Sometimes there's things that you can do better than them that you have to give to somebody else because you shouldn't be doing anything because you should be doing something else. There's something that only you can do that you know, you have to give up something that maybe you would do a better job of that way you can spend time on that thing. Cause someone else can do that one. And, 
And that's big, man. And then and people don't realize that, but you, you have to do that. Yeah. So do you feel like was having the team and creating those systems what allowed you to unplug? Yeah, I really do. You know, and it was, it goes deeper than that. We, we both use Asana um, mm-hmm. and I hadn't really dug into it, but for the first time, you know, I really dug into Asana. I created a content calendar. Each post has notes of like what needs to be done, um, right. the title and all that stuff. So the team could go in there and look like, okay, this post needs to be done at this time. But that definitely, that allowed me to unplug. And the other thing that it's sad, but it's really true deleting all the apps from my phone because I realized that I'm actually addicted <laughs> to my social media on my phone. Like the endorphin, mm-hmm. like I will, I don't, I'm not doing it now because I've got off of it for two weeks. But like when we first went on vacation, I was grabbing my phone. I didn't even have the internet and I would like grab my phone and look at it and be like, why the heck am I looking? Why am I looking at my phone right now? And it was because right. I'm just so used to checking all those notifications. So that was something deleted Facebook, deleted Twitter, deleted my email, um, basically deleted everything but Instagram because I had fun with Instagram. And I, the cool thing about Instagram though, was that was the one channel that everybody had to communicate with me. So like if Mel needed something with emails, like she could still message me on Instagram. If my family needed something, that was the only thing. And then I took away everything else. And, and that was, that was pretty huge. And so I'm still actually doing that now. Like I've got pretty much everything deleted and only when I sit down on my computer, am I looking at like Twitter and Facebook and and that's because I just get too many notifications and it's like, it's not healthy. <laughs> you know, I didn't, but I didn't realize that until I, until I removed myself from it. I'm not going to lie. I, you don't realize how nice it is to have messenger for you and I to communicate until we're communicating via Instagram messenger, which totally sucks <laughs> Suck compared to Facebook messenger. But I mean, that, it's just one of those things that hopefully Instagram fixes that. But I think that's going to be my process moving forward. Like I'm only, when I go on weekend stuff, like I'm only going to have Instagram because I realized that you know, I can, I can be a travel blogger if I wanted to be what my Dude. wife won't let me though. Dude, it's we're so going to figure out how to leverage that though. That was great. <laughs> yeah. You, you need that to take like, all of those stories and like publish those just as a post oh, or something. Are, well, they're, they're in, if you go to Instagram at Gen Y money, man, I actually created like all of my, the entire Italy trip is oh, okay. you can see like in the stories, they let you put stories. So I took every post and I put them in there. The only thing I used social media for was to have fun. And that was awesome. like what Good. normal people. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know. To look like a total tourist walking around with your phone out, taking Instagram. I had, all the time. Yeah. I, I had no shame. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't, need, people didn't do, they didn't even try to talk, speak Italian to us. Like they, they just immediately looked at me yeah. and they were like, okay, Hey, how's it going? You know? <laughs> so I agree with you. I definitely feel like, you, you don't have to have a team to unplug and we're going to talk about like, what do you do if you're a solopreneur, but yeah. gosh, it makes it easier. And there's a reason yeah. that as you and I've scaled that, like this was the time that we were really, really able to unplug. And even like, you know, i if you go back to July, I went and spent a week at the beach and at that time. And I think we had a podcast episode around that time. And I was like, this is the most I've ever unplugged on a trip, but I was still like waking up every morning for 30 minutes and doing some work and at least guiding the troops. And then they were implementing things. So let's talk a little bit about like what you have to do. And like, you know, when you have a team and everything, and then we'll kind of go back to like, what do you do if you don't? Um, But I think the biggest thing is you have to sit down well in advance, like a month out, 
and you have to say, these are all the things that have to happen while I'm gone and you need to start planning ahead. So, you know, for us, we knew podcast, like we knew we need episodes for FinCon episodes while I was in France episodes while you were in Italy and then a little bit after we got back so we could recover. And so we ended up, you know, at two episodes a week, we ended up going and recording something like, well, I I remember at one point telling you like we have 13 episodes left to record, but I think we'd already recorded some. So we probably did like 15 episodes done in the can ready to go and delivered to the team like before we left before I left. Right. Yeah. So like that, that was a big one. And so that involved you and I sitting down, just doing the recordings. It involved planning out what, what the episode topics were going to be ahead of time. And then really like the whole, with all of that and then, you know, making sure that like the team knew what to do and they did by then. So like, you know, Catherine and Gessie on my team that like do all the podcast editing, you know, they're rock stars. They knew exactly what to do, but it was making sure everybody else on the team, like, Hey, these are the images that need to go up there. Somebody was checking the show notes. So like, that's a nice thing is like Aaron, she edits and like reviews all the show notes now instead of me. Uh, We have Catherine and Gessie listening to each other's final audio edit instead of Tega or Aaron or me or whoever, because they're editing it. So it's like, they know what to do. So if one of them does it, the other one checks it. And and so like all of those things had to be in place ahead of time. And then, well, it's funny because I had a similar thing too because it was like Ariel does the editing, she sends it to Rachel, Rachel posts it, and then Mel actually her job is to go in and read it, <laughs> like and triple check it. So you have to you have to take the time to set up those kind of checks and balances. And I will say, like, we have a rule at the agency that nobody does work without it being cross checked by somebody. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, we do really well with that rule, unless I'm doing the work. And then it tends to fall through the cracks. And so a lot of times, like when we have screw ups, it's because I did something and nobody's checking my work um, and I have a typo or something get through. But like, it's extra important that you have that in place when you leave, because if you're usually the one checking everything, it falls through. You need to have somebody get a second set of eyeballs or a third set of eyeballs on all the work that's done. Right. Because if not, it's going to get messed up. And it's not that like the team can't handle it. I mean, you, you know this, like my team are freaking rock stars, yeah. but we're human. Like yeah, I screw up yeah, all absolutely. the damn time. We all screw up and it's not like, and it's little things. It's like a little a grammar mistake or forgetting to change a date or misspelling something like it's, it's little things, but like those little things matter. So you always need to have a second set of eyeballs on things. Um, so there's all that planning ahead is big. Well, Just that's right, dude. The planning ahead part is, it's actually, it's hard for me. I don't know if you're the same way. Like I'm naturally a procrastinator. So for me, like I have to put a lot of effort and I think a lot of people are probably this way. Like I have to put a lot of effort into, you know, doing that kind of like forward training and forward thinking of of what I need to do. Cause I'm always like, I don't know. I work best when it's like the deadline's coming up soon. I was that way through school and you know, I do too. (laughs) I just like trained myself. I've like, train as as in my entrepreneurial journey, I have like trained myself out of being a procrastinator. I've trained myself out of being a perfectionist and I've trained myself like out of being disorganized. Yeah. And and honestly, and I've like trained myself out of shiny object syndrome too. Yeah. For the most part. Well, and yeah, 
I'm working on that, but yeah. But, but yeah, like, I mean, that's things you have to get, you have to sit there and, and evaluate yourself and be like, okay, I usually wait till the last minute on things. Like I can't do that this time, you know, or right. I usually, I don't give people enough detail for what I want to do. Cause I just know what I want to do. So I have to be better at that. It's just part of being and an that's, entrepreneur. That's a big one too. You have to yeah. give a lot of detail, like almost more detail than you think. And I think a big part of that is especially, well, it's saying this is what you need to do. And then giving instructions for backups and stuff. So like this, I think falls more into like, if you have clients. So like for me with the agency, there were situations. And so my account manager, I'd be like, okay, if this situation occurs, you need to do this. If that doesn't work, you need to do this. If that doesn't need to work, doesn't work, you need to do this. Like, yeah. here's how you need to handle this. You need to be communicating with the client, this client about this thing. I'm foreseeing this issue happening, right? right? So, I mean, there were just things that like I knew about the accounts that I'm normally making decisions on and I had to unload that to him. We had to have a meeting. I had to give him all this information and that's really important. So, you need to be you need to think of those things. You need to try and think about things that can go wrong. Like if you have a blog, like what happens if WordPress goes down, right? Or, you know, yeah, I, that, I don't know. That actually what, happened on the trip, dude. Oh, man, oh okay. Means, <laughs> yeah, no, that was the only thing. And I, was, I knew it when we were flying because we flew to New York first and we were there for three days. And then we flew to Italy from there. But it was the only thing I didn't train anybody how to do was like, what do you do if the site goes down? Because it never happens. Like it never happens. It happens maybe once every six months. And but it sure happens enough, the minute you leave. Sure enough, we're, we are literally pulling up to, um, to the Statue of Liberty on the boat. You know, like you take the, the ferry or whatever over there. We're pulling up and then all of a sudden I get a message from somebody. Um, I'd hired somebody to do an SEO audit on the site. And they were like, your site's down. And I was like, oh, crap. So like we're going like... And then I start, I'm like worried about it. Cause I'm like, oh, Coral's going to get mad at me. Cause I got to like, you know, I'm, we're at the statue of Liberty and here I am like my, the site's down and we're running ads and like, that's, there's wasted money there. And so I was like trying to put out all these fires on my phone. Fortunately, I, it worked and I got, I got Mel trained on like, here's what you do when this happens. Here's who you talk to. But man, that, yeah, I mean, it's, there's always going to be that one thing of course that goes wrong and yeah. site came back up, but it was just, that was just one of those frustrating things. Like, that was the only thing I forgot to do. And of course it happened. Luckily it happened when I was in New York and not Italy because it would have been way harder. Yeah. Another big thing you've got to do, and this is more like if, if you're a blogger or if you're a content creator, like, and we dealt with this, like with the podcast and with the blog and stuff. And like, if you're a content creator, the biggest thing that you have to do is you've got to create content ahead of time. You've got to plan it out. You've yeah. got to have your systems in place so that your team can do everything or you've got to have everything scheduled, right? Yeah. Like if you're do it yourself, um, you know, but like, it's just planning ahead and doing the work ahead of time. But when you have clients, a lot of times, like there's things that are going on and it's more, yeah. you've got to be a little bit more reactive. And so one of the biggest reasons that you and I have not been able to unplug is like, you're a blogger, but like you have clients. Yeah. And so that's the reason you have a hard time unplugging. I have a lot of clients like the agency, like that's, the main thing, you know? And so that takes a lot of time. It's hard to get away from that, even as I've built the team. And so the, the biggest thing to get away from that is like, one, you have to communicate with your clients. Yes. And I think a lot of people are afraid to just like talk to their clients and say, I'm going on vacation. 
because their clients are going to be like, well, like, you know, what, what are you going to do? Like, what about my stuff? And you just, but what I found, like I was letting mine know and they were all like, dude, have fun. Like you that's, deserve it. You need it. And like, that's, that's how most, those are most people, how most people are, but like, you've got to let them know that you're going to take care of them. And so I started telling them way in advance, right? And by way in advance, I mean like a month out. And I'd be like, guys, I'm going to France. I'm going to be gone for 11 days. I said, it's really going to come closer to like two weeks because that last day, you know, I'm going to be traveling and like, I need to get like back into it when I get home. Like I'm going to be gone, but you know, the team here's going to be your point of contact. You won't be able to get to me via email or anything, you know, like your, your point of contacts are here and here and they can help you, but you know, we'll take care of everything. And so I had to do that. And then I kept reminding them over and over, this is coming, this is coming. And then a big thing that a lot of people don't think about that I took care of is when I let them know, I was like, there will be no new projects the week before I leave while I'm gone or the week I get back. So if you have anything you want to run and you want me to do it, you need to plan around that. And that's a yeah. lot of time. They're not always running new stuff, right? So it's just like, if you want to have a new, like we can't be, I don't want you going. We've got a new campaign and then my team trying to figure it out. They could do it, but it's just one of those things. Like why make it difficult? Like why create a prop potential problem instead? Like let's have something humming and going, going well. But like we talk about so much, but client communication is so big. It's, and yeah, <laughs> it's, that's what you got to do. Well, and for me in the beginning, and you, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head in the beginning, I was afraid to tell, you know, this is like maybe the first six months. I was afraid to tell my clients that I was going anywhere or doing anything. Right. You know, I wanted them to feel like I was like always there 24 seven. And, uh, you just get to the point where you can't do that anymore. Right. It just doesn't make sense. And for me, I'm at the point with the client stuff, you know, I don't take on new clients anymore because I've got so much other stuff to do. So I only have people that I know I can say, Hey, I'm going out of town for two weeks and they'll be cool with it. Like I, you know, like if they weren't cool with it, I would drop them at this point, but that wasn't how it was in the beginning at all. Like I was, I was very afraid, but it just took having conversations and just saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going on vacation. We're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and I'm going to have everything set up for you. And then every time that that happened early on, I just, they would be like, okay, cool. That sounds great. Have a great vacation. (laughs) You know, like, and if you choose, if you do a, if you do a good enough job of, you know, onboarding your client and choosing the right clients, which I think is something that you've been really big on not working with people that you shouldn't be working with. Uh, there's a good chance if you do your homework on them and, and you really kind of vet those people that you're not going to run into as many problems because they're going to be cool. You know? And, and it, I think if you have somebody that's kind of a crappy client, that's like, Oh, well, I don't, you know, if you're going to be gone for a week, I'm going to fire you. Then that's not somebody you need to work with anyways. You know? It, that's huge, man. It's so big. And we talk about it and it's, it's been cool because our students are starting to realize it. Yeah. Like we can tell them that all day long, but some of them are starting to actually like see it. You know, yeah. one of our students posted the other day and was like, Hey, I just lost my very first client. Um, it was, a, she was a great client. Like I learned a lot, like we got good results, but she wanted to save money and try it on her own after three months of working together. And, but it's okay. And he was like, because I was only making $400 a month because I wasn't comfortable charging a thousand dollars a month yet. And so I got a great experience. It was 
time for her to move on and for me to move on. And now I can take that time and get a higher paying client and get a better client. And like, you have to learn that. And sometimes it's pay. And sometimes it's just like the quality of client. Like we've, we've been, since we've been working together, there've been times where I woke up and I'm like fired, like I'm done (laughs) at client. You know, like there's just, yeah. there's times where you got to walk away cause it's just, it's draining you. <laughs> it's not yeah. a good experience. And I've done that. I feel like I, you know, I'm very selective about who I let in, but it still feels like every two to three months, somebody has slipped through the cracks that I have to, I have to protect my time and my yeah. mental capacity and like move them away. So yeah, that makes a big deal. Like you, you gotta, anyway talking about filtering clients isn't the point of this, it's, but it is having well, the good the clients process. and having done that. Yeah. is definitely yeah. part of the process. It's part of the process. It's part of the, like the pre homework. Like if you want to be able to unplug as an entrepreneur, that's, it starts with being selective about who you actually work with, which is hard when you start out. I mean, we see that all the time. People like they'll, people, our students will take a client on because they're like, I want this client. I want this. And then they, mm-hmm. they start working like, Oh, this sucks. You know? And then yeah. they, they that's an experience. That's something you learn with experience and learn with time. Something you, you and I both learned, but that's, Sometimes that's a big part. It's one of those, it's one of those things. There's so many things in life that like you, you can be told, but you kind of have to experience it for yourself before the lesson sinks in. So yeah. maybe somebody listening to this will be like, Oh, okay. I'm not going to do, do that. <laughs> but for the most, most likely you'll do it. And then you'll be like those guys, Mike and Bobby they told, know yeah, what they they're talking them. about. Yeah. I should have listened. So but I do think, uh, what were you, go ahead. You probably had something. No, gonna... I was going to transition. So you, you, sir, you go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say like, when you are a solopreneur there, I feel like this is the unfortunate reality. Like this is exactly where I was going. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, I, I just feel like there is still always going to be some kind of level of like, you're never going to really, really be able to unplug. I feel like as a solopreneur, but I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I think that it's for me going through those moments of like doing the vacation thing, not being able to unplug, like that was a growing experience for me. And it made me realize, okay, I need to grow a team. Um, And so there, I think that there's, you know, it's not necessarily a negative part of being in that part of the entrepreneurial journey. So I don't know if that's actually where you were going to go, but that's where I, that's where I went. Yeah. I mean, that was where I was going to go. Cause I was just going to transition us to like talking about what do you do when you're a solopreneur? But I, I agree with the, the thing about like, it's good to be connected when you're at that point Yeah, because it's people don't get this unless they're in it. But like I was told Katie, I'm like, if I don't do just a little bit, I'm going to stress when this yeah. is like back then, you know, now I can do it. But when I was first starting out or when it was just me or when it was the early days of the team, I was like, even if I only spend 30 minutes checking on things, that's going to give me the mental peace that I need to be present and to have a good time. And so it's like, do you want me to be my normal? Like I'm goofing around, I'm laughing, I'm having fun, joking, like, like, you know, partying, or do you want me to be distracted And in my own head instead of there with everybody else, because that's the choice. And if I don't plug in for a few minutes, you're going to get the ladder. Now it's not as bad with that now, but like, that's, that's how it was. And so, and then there's this other thing, like when you're 
first trying to figure it out, like it's, you're big on momentum. You go on these peaks and valleys and you get stuck sometimes. And so the worst thing that can happen, I'm going to like throw this to sports, right? Like A&M football, they're on a freaking roll. Okay. They look like they, the only losses they have are the number one and two team in the country. And they go on a bye week and they do what, we tend to do on a bye week which is like they get comfortable and they come back and they just don't show up they just yeah. totally shit the bed the first <laughs> game back and like we should have won the game it was they were playing incredible defense but they didn't show up everyone played bad even our superstars were like our tight end who hasn't dropped a pass all season dropped four passes you know it's like everybody our punter who's the right now is on track to be the best punter to ever play college football. Like he's breaking the record by yards and he shanks a punt for the first time we've ever seen. He's never shanked a punt. So it's like everybody's having a bad day. Yeah. So like momentum's important. And so it's the same thing. Like if you're an entrepreneur and you're rolling and then you go on vacation and you're a solopreneur, it's just you and the momentum stops, then you have to get rolling again when you get back. And yeah. it's hard to get back into it. And, and the way that it's hard to get back into it is maybe you're working and you have a schedule or whatever, and then you unplug for four days. And then the next day you come back that next day and like, you're really not into it and you can't focus. So you don't really get anything done now on day five. And then on day six, like you're just rushing and fighting fires because you've got so much stuff to catch up on. So you really don't get the things you need to get done. And next thing you know, it's like seven to 10 days later, before you're finally in rhythm and that's frustrating. And so, but if you can stay a little bit of connected, when you have the team, they keep the momentum rolling. Yeah. Right. But when you don't have the team, like you have to keep the momentum rolling, even if it's something small, like just keeping your inbox at zero or, you know, fighting small fires or just keeping tabs on things. Like that's going to make your life easier when you transition back. So I, 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 liked being connected at least a little bit when it was just me. Well, and I think especially in, in the marketing, you know, if we're talking about having clients or maybe not even marketing, just freelancing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to be connected more often than other people, that's kind of your edge. Like for me, that was my edge. Like I was willing to be connected all the time and do whatever my clients needed me to do starting out because I didn't have a lot of experience. Like I, that was the way that I was able to get clients. Starting out. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting out. And that's not, you know, like it shouldn't be something you do all the time, but I I do like, you know, people, we all talk about entrepreneurship as this, like, you know, you should be able to do it in this like super healthy way all the time. Like, I don't, I don't really agree with that. Like there's, there are plenty of times that I have done like unhealthy work, work habits and it's why I'm where I am right now. And it's like almost the same thing as like running a marathon, like running a marathon is not the healthiest thing you can do for your body. Like you get little injuries along the way. uh, Right. But those little, you know, if you're willing to kind of go beyond what other people are willing to do, then you're going to outcompete a lot of people. So I, I think that that's something to keep in mind too. Like it's not, you know, it's, it would be nice to always be unconnected or, you know, unplugged and always do this the right way. But sometimes you're not, sometimes you're just going to have to work. That's just is yeah. what it is. Well, you know? and I think like last week was like my first week really working again after like a month. And yeah. I had one of my best weeks ever. Yeah. Like, I was stopping working at a reasonable time. I was chilling in the evenings. I was getting up early. I was going to bed early. I mean, it was like everything was like going really well. And rolling into this week, like it hasn't been the same, but it was because 
I was kind of pushing myself a little beyond because there were some things I needed to do. So, I mean, here's a really good example. I went to bed like almost one o'clock last night. Well, one of my clients has a launch going on and we were doing some retargeting ads and some different things. And I ended up staying up late because I just brought on two interns from our course to my agency yeah. And this is the first time I've had interns and one of them I w- was helping me with this project. Well, I practically, I practically did the work in videos to show him how to do it. I would like be like, this is how you do this. And then I would delete it so he could go do it. So it's like, I could have done the whole entire thing and been done at like seven. Right. right. And gone a little bit over. And, and I sit and the reason I was working late too, Cooper sick. So I didn't work during the day yesterday outside mm-hmm. of some phone calls. So I was yeah. kind of working a little bit in the evening, but I still, I could have worked from four to seven and been done. But he's like, Hey, how are you daddy? Um, so, you know, I got all that done, but like, then I sent it to the client who's on Pacific time, two hours behind me, couldn't yeah. start working until seven thirty my time. And I was like staying up to monitor his work and everything and review it and make tweaks and all that because it needed to be live this morning. And so it was one of those things I went way beyond, like, I didn't want to stay. I want to go to bed at like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm liking this going to bed at nine 30 and getting up really early thing. Like it's nice. And I've never been able to do that. But since I got back from my trip, I've been doing it. I went way beyond that yesterday and was like falling asleep on my keyboard, but not healthy. (laughs) Right. But what I needed to do, and sometimes like you just got to do that stuff. And like for me, I didn't even need to do it for the agency business, yeah. but I needed to do it for our business because I think providing these internship opportunities for our students is really unique opportunity and I think is really valuable for them. And so like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice some sleep. So, oh, hey, fussy. Yeah. Um, so, and we're kind of at a wrap anyway, but I think as, as like a solopreneur, I think it's just, you get to like, it's a, a little harder when you're a freelance, like when you have clients yeah, because you have to take care of the clients. But even then, I think it's the same things that I mentioned you had to do when you have a team. You have to communicate with them way ahead of time. You've got to make sure you have no big projects while you're gone. And then what I'm going to throw out there is there are kind of two options while you're away that I recommend. Um, and I've done both. When I was on a longer trip, I actually brought in a friend that I trust to help manage ads for me. So that's always an option if like if you're doing something like you have a friend in the industry that you can pay or can just do you a solid. And so I've done that where I had somebody do it and then I did it for them later. Huge. Like so think about that. If you've got a solopreneur friend and that like does say you do Facebook ad management like we do, yeah. and you've got another you know, ad management friend. And it's like, look, man, can you cover these for me for like a week? I'll catch you all up. And then when you go on vacation, I'll return the favor. That's valuable. Like that, you know, like that was great for both of us. Um, But then the, the other thing you can do is you can talk to your client and say, here's the deal. Like, especially this is like with ad campaigns, right? It was a couple days. And I said, I'm going to show you what's going on. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to show you how to log in and what numbers to look at. And if you hit a certain threshold, like if the numbers go above a certain number, all I want you to do is hit this blue toggle and turn it off. 
And then I said, what I'll do is then it'll be off. And then when I get back, I'll fix it. And it's like, I'm only going to be gone for three days. So worst yeah. case scenario, it's off for two days. It won't really hurt your business. But I was like, I'll, I'll comp you time. Like I'll pro bono those two days to make it up to you, whatever. And they did. They just signed in. They checked it. Okay, it's good. They left it, right? Or it was whatever. They turned it off. It's okay. It's okay. So, so you just, you know, like you can, you can have those conversations and you can put some, like bring somebody in to help you out or you can just talk to the client and work it out with them. And that yeah. works really well. Do you have anything else to say or are we ready to wrap it up? Um, um, we didn't mention this in the episode earlier, but Loom videos are clutch for training people how to do things for you. And that's something I didn't use for, you know, for the first two years until I started working with you. Like, but if you have somebody like that, a friend that you're going to bring in, if you're going to temporarily hire, temporarily hire somebody, uh, Loom videos are, are awesome. They're free. Like you could, it takes yeah. a picture of your screen. It's how we do all of our courses, but it shows people point and click how to do things. That's how I trained my entire team to do everything for the blog, uh, everything for Asana, and just everything that we did while I was gone. So that was, yeah. yeah Use loom.com. Yeah. And one of these days we're going to do an episode where we just talk about creating systems and stuff because, yeah. oh man, that's, that's, well, that's that thing, gets yeah. my, that gets me, you know, the nerdy gasms, man. Like <laughs> I love that stuff, but um, you know, just kind of like the simple like process just right now. Cause I, yeah, I feel yeah. like it's one of those things that like I can say every episode just so more people hear it. Yeah. Use loom.com. Oh my goodness. Oh no, man. Oh, that is, there's a big old there's snot coming everywhere. Oh, okay. We'll get that in a second. Cause I don't have any. Yeah, that's an emergency. Um, right there. So you, you use loom.com. So use loom.com. You, you use the tool loom, you record your screen, your pictures there, you show them what to do. Okay. And yep. then you have that person on your team, turn it into a written checklist yep. and ask you any questions they have. You review the written checklist, which will allow you to pick up things that they might've messed up to then correct those things, not only in the document, but correct their understanding of them. And then going forward, when that task needs to be done, you have the video and walkthrough and you have the written checklist. And then if you hire somebody or you have somebody else do it, you just hand them the video and the checklist and they should be able to do it without any training. And I do that for every single thing in our business. Mm -hmm. That way we have it documented and we start to build it. And so then when I hire new people, I can just be like, here you go, go do this task and they can do it. And then better yet, Yay. they can just ask somebody else on the team for Daddy. help instead of me if they have Daddy. questions. Daddy. Yeah. Yes. Daddy. Do they have Pop-Tarts? I want, I'd like a Pop-Tart. I've had a Pop-Tart since I was in like fifth grade. Yes, it's a Pop-Tart. There's now milk <laughs> all over my desk. We've got a giant snot rocket. It's yeah. time to end this thing. It's time to Which end the podcast. Episode. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Please, you know, let's do this. Please email team at laptopempires.com. If there's anything you'd like for us to talk about on the episode, we would love your ideas and to be able to talk about more about what you want to hear about, what you need to know about um, so that we can, you know, help you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with the things that you actually need help with. So please subscribe on whatever channel, whatever you listen to podcasts on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. I don't actually know if we're on Spotify yet. God, we need to check, them out. We gotta check we're we're efforting. Efforting. So wherever you listen to podcasts, 
Go ahead and subscribe. If you don't, he'll yell at you. And uh, we will see you next episode. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.